0: started on The Sneaky EMO episode number 57. This is uh, a place where we want to discover the beauties of the world, the wonder of God that is always around us each and every day that sometimes we fail to see and occasionally overlook. So this is number uh, episode 57 that we're going to call Race God. Race God. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Mom, thanks for listening. I am so glad all of you are here, family and friends, and people I haven't seen in a while, or whatever. Um, So I think last week I I was talking about my wife and I and my brother-in-law, Mitchell, and my sister, Hannah, were getting ready to go do a race, a big big trail race up in uh, Gainesville. And so I wanted to talk about the race because there was a couple at least I think, really interesting things that I walked away with from this race. A couple of little insights, a couple of little aha moments, if you will. And I know I feel like I do talk about running maybe more than I should <laughs> on, a, on a kind of a spiritual type of podcast thing, but it's okay. Even if you're not a runner, hopefully this will be something that speaks to you because I actually found a great deal of of comfort and insight in this whole thing. Like it took me a minute to kind of put some some of the, uh, like these thoughts and ideas together, but as I've been kind of uh, rolling this through my brain the, the past couple of days, I thought, oh no, this is actually really good. So uh, my, my wife and sister and brother-in-law, we did this race. It was up in Northwest of Gainesville in an area called Alachua. And was at this park, uh, like a national park or whatever, uh, called San San Falasco, I think is the name of it. And it's this, like, I, I guess it's a pretty big place. Um, but we go up there, we do this, and and it was a great the race was wonderful. The the probably one of the most beautiful trail uh runs I've I've ever like raced on. Not that I've done a ton, but I've done a few. And it was just absolutely wonderful. It it was a it was a beautiful temperature Saturday morning. It was in the sixties to get started. Got a little warm in the afternoon, but the, sh- the, the trail was, uh, all shaded everywhere, it had all different kinds of terrain. It had like, um, you know, some of the path was like a single file. When we first started, it was like this single little, uh, single wide track they call it. And it was going through some like kind of some cypress type stuff and then then there was some elevation where you were heading up some I mean elevation for Florida whatever that's worth if you don't <laughs> if you're outside of Florida you would probably laugh at it but for us flatlanders here like it was kind of a big deal like there there was some pretty good incline to it and it wasn't just like up a little hill it was like it it kept going for a little while so uh that was kind of fun. And then of course you had the downhill parts. And then you had there was one part where we had to cross a little uh a little stream and get your feet a little bit wet if you couldn't make the jump. And uh and then there were some like prairie flats areas, and it was just a there was a, I mean some big old oak trees, just massive and beautiful, and it really was uh probably one of my favorite courses uh, I've ever run. So we did that. Um, my, my wife did, did the, 25 uh, K or as I like to call it the 30 K because she, so she was supposed to run, it was like a 15 mile course. And so she did it the, the one, the one lap. And then me and Hannah and Mitchell did, did it twice. So we did 30 miles. She was supposed to do it once and do 15 miles but she missed a turn somewhere along the way. So it ended up being like 18. She did 18 miles. She got a bonus 5K. <laughs> and uh, if, if you're not much of a runner, not, not she is, by the way, but if you aren't much of a runner, you know, like people are like, I did a 5K and that's awesome. I'm really proud of you. I'm really excited for you. Um, but when you do a, an unexpected 5K on top of the 15 you're already doing, <laughs> it, it can be I, that that could be a lot, but she did really well. She she ran super fast. She's she's a strong runner. She's awesome. Uh, she did great. And then I I did my part, and I can't. I don't know. I got. I did okay. I had, I enjoyed it. It was. Uh, I, I wasn't as as trained as I was hoping that I would would be for the race, but it ended up being kind of. Uh, it was okay. I did all right, anyways. And then I was super proud of my my sister and my brother in law. Cause this was my sister's second 50 K or second, like ultra it's called an ultra marathon, anything over the standard 26.2 marathon is an ultra marathon. So this was her second one and it's a trail race, which if I don't know if you ever run trails, but running through the woods is it's uh it's a little bit tougher in, in some, in some regards, right? It is softer than running on the roads, obviously but it takes more out of you. So whatever, if you run, if it, whatever pace you are on, on a trail, on a road, on a road race or just running, you can pretty much add like at least a minute, if not two of time to your normal mile times. Right. So if you run an eight minute mile, uh, or, or a 10 minute mile on, on road, you're looking at a 12 minute mile, uh, in the, in the, woods, through the sand, through the dirt, through the whatever. So, um, my, uh, why was I telling you that? Just that it's more difficult. So, uh, I did okay. Then my, uh, brother-in-law, this was his first 50 K. It was his first race. Uh, I shouldn't, he did a five K. Um, did he do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a five K a couple of weeks before, but it was like a fun run sort of thing to support the church and kids in Haiti and all kinds of cool stuff. But he ended up uh he's been training for a while, he lost a bunch of weight, he's looking great, feeling great, and now he just ran a fifty k like thirty it's like thirty one miles like that's absolutely incredible, especially in light of like the the various terrain of the course. so we have this great time um we we went up there friday Friday night to get our packets you know they do an early packet pickup, and they had the the race director was doing the packet pickup at a local uh, brewery in Gainesville. And so part of the packet was you got a free beer token, which was cool. So we hung out, had a beer. Um, <laughs> the One mistake, maybe thing that we would redo that we might call a mistake is that the the brewery didn't serve food directly. So like, everything was outdoors, real cool. Uh, you know, lights in the trees and everything. They had a little band playing some jazz or blues. I think it was, but they had a, a food truck, just one, and it was Indian food. <laughs> and I, I would suggest for those of you out there taking notes, uh maybe it's not the best idea to eat Indian food the night before a thirty one mile <laughs> trail run. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, get some of that. What what were the things that I couldn't even eat it was so spicy. It was so even the stuff that wasn't spicy was still pretty dang spicy. Anyways, yeah, not the best idea, but uh, ended up being it, it was okay. So uh, a couple things about this race that I want you to know now that we've you've you've got the general premise of the whole thing is that the Thursday before the race, uh, the race director I, th- I believe his name is Patrick he sends out this email and it's a super informative email with like all the all the details of the race right um here you know and and uh, this information's been out there already but it's just like everything together if anything's changed whatever here's the location here's the 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 time of the starts the 50k people start at uh 7:30 uh the 50 uh, 25k people start at 8 Here's what the course looks like. We haven't had rain. So the water levels are are down. So that's good. Um, here's, you know, just anything you could possibly want to know about the race. It's all there. You read it. You go, okay, I got it. That's great. Now, uh, what, um, let me see here. Because I want to make sure I, I, I kind of put this stuff in the right order. Um. Yeah. So the, uh, so that was Thursday worry Friday morning, uh, Thursday afternoon, he sends out another email and this is the one that like kind of made me, made me laugh, uh, and gave me a whole bunch of stuff to think about. Okay. So the, the email was like, the subject was concerning hugs <laughs> so the race director sends out an email says concerning hugs. And he said, Oh, I've been getting all these emails from everybody uh wanting to know if I'm going to be giving hugs at the end of the race. And so apparently this is something that he does. This is something that he's done for some time now that everybody crosses the finish line. He gives a hug to. Uh now, obviously, I think they didn't do the race last year because of COVID. And now this year, you know, everybody's got a bit of a different opinion. And so Some people are saying, hey, are you still going to give hugs? Uh, I don't know if some people were concerned about it or not. I didn't see his emails. I don't know. But apparently there was enough uh, uh, questions about it that he felt the need to address it. So he sends this email concerning hugs. He says, this is what I've done for a while now. So here's what we're (laughs) going to do. He goes, I will be at the finish line and I will be passing out. I will be giving hugs to everybody who crosses the finish line. He said, if you would like a hug, simply run towards me with your arms wide open, and I will gladly give you a hug. If you do not feel comfortable getting a hug, if you would not like one, all you have to do is shake your head side to side or wave your hand back and forth as an indicator to let me know that you are not interested in receiving a hug. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's so many great things about this, just this little email. And actually I, I was talking to him at the, at the packet pickup at the brewery that, that Friday night. And I said, Hey man, I appreciated your email. Now granted, I've never done one of this guy's races. He doesn't know me. I don't really know him. Uh, but I said, I, I appreciated you sending that, sending that out and not just for the information, but because it, it speaks a lot to who this guy is it speaks a lot to who the race director is that he has created some this this culture in this trail running community in which there is this expectation that when you cross the finish line you will receive a hug right and i was just telling him I go, that's really cool that that you've developed something that people look forward to and it's something that people look forward to that is basically like it's rooted in love of others like congratulations you've done a great job you know you get this you get a hug from the from the race director which is pretty cool like people are now expecting this you are doing something that is so positive and so encouraging and so life giving that people you are now associated with this act of hugging at the end of the race And people are like looking forward to it, right? I thought, wow, that's really great. And so I wanted him to know that I thought it was great. So we had this conversation and then he said, he said something I thought was interesting because he said, um, he goes, well, yeah, it's been something I've been doing for, for years now, you know, whatever, uh, which of course, again, I didn't know I've never done as races, so I don't know. So, but he goes, but it also, he said for him, for him personally, as the race director, not only does he enjoy this like celebrating people's accomplishments, but he said, it's also like if he is able to stand at the finish line and wait for runners to come in on the day of that race, then it means that he, as the race director has done a good job. He's, he's created a good course. He's got all his volunteers in place. He has all the, uh, you know, the, the, the race swag lined up and ready to go the medals and the shirts and the hats and whatever. He's got everything. He's got the music. He's got the timers. He's got everybody. Everything is exactly how it should be. And people get to go enjoy the race. And so he gets to enjoy people enjoying the race and then gets to give them a hug, give them love at the end of the whole thing. He gets to celebrate with the people that he put the race together for. And I thought, wow, that's actually pretty awesome too, because it speaks to the confidence he has and his ability to put the whole thing together. So I've been thinking about this the past couple of days and I just, it it has resonated so very deeply with me w- with this whole thing, like uh, from who he is to this email that he's sending out to what he says about what he's doing to the race itself. And then to being a participant in the race, because, uh, it just, it it like keeps unfolding. It keeps unfolding for me. Like, so when I know and understand that the race director is waiting for me at the finish line and he's waiting for me at the finish line with these wide open arms, he's waiting at the finish. What's waiting for me at the finish line of this race is love is acceptance, is joy. When you start the race knowing in advance that this guy at the end of the race is going to be there to embrace you for what you have done, like when you're in the middle of it, th- there was times where I kept thinking, oh, I got to get to the end because he's waiting for me. <laughs> he's waiting for me. I, g- I got to go get that hug. Like, man, like, the, the, like it actually helped to keep me moving. Because there were some times where I, I I had a couple moments of of struggle through the thing where it was like oh, my you know my feet were hurting really bad my shoes are about wore out because I there's a bunch of miles on them and there's times where it was uh, super hot And I was like I just need to walk for a little bit whatever but in the back of my in the back of my mind was this little voice going okay you got to get to Patrick you got to get to Patrick because like now you've created this relationship with him and he's expecting you and and all this stuff right Of course, it's, it's probably a bigger deal in my head than it was in his, but, (laughs) but I think there's a lot of merit to this idea that when I know and understand what's waiting for me, it actually helps keep me moving. Right. So, um, when I am in the middle of the struggle, there is this anticipatory, uh, this just a sense of anticipation for what's waiting at the end. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of value and merit to that whole idea and that whole concept. And then, not only that, but when you when you take this idea, and when you understand that the race director, the one who is offering the hug, the one who is offering the love and acceptance and joy at the end, who is celebrating you finishing the race, when you realize that that guy, is in fact the one who created and designed the race for you to run. It should in fact give you like, a, uh, it provided me a lot. It gave, it gave me a great deal of comfort. It gave me a great deal of of excitement. It gave me a great deal of freedom. Like there, there was a ton of comfort, knowing uh, that the love that's waiting for me is the love that created the, the, the space for me to run. He is the one that, that made the hike that laid out the trail that walks the course that knows the ups and downs that knows the ins and outs of the course that knows everything that's waiting for me along the course that knows where the aid stations are because he knows how far, you know, he, he knows like the, the, the distance that people uh that people can go before they might need a bit of a refuel he's put all of that in place uh for me to come and participate in this thing so the one who is is love at the end of the race is the same one who is the love that designed the race in a way that i can not only finish it but finish it uh <clears throat> but when i do finish it like when, uh, what did I just say? When I do finish it, <laughs> when I do finish it, will be the love that's waiting for me there at the end. Right? It's just, when you start to put this in context of like life and God and the metaphor of the race <clears throat> that we see in the Bible, the race of life, whatever, This this becomes like, at least to me, a really a really powerful picture that there's love waiting at the end of the thing at the end of the race. And the love that's waiting at the end of the race, uh, from the race director is the same race director who is the love that created the, the, the space for me to run in the first place. Right. So now what that means too, is as I'm going through it, uh, when I feel the burn in my legs as I'm climbing up a hill <laughs> and my legs don't want to move any faster than than the speed of a turtle, when I feel that burn uh, climbing the hill, I trust I, I, I trust the race director and that moment where it feels like I want to give up I, I'm gonna trust the race director because his love is in this course his love is in this moment. And, 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 uh, I trust that however he laid this out, he had a particular reason for it because guess what comes after the climbing of the hill? Well, after the climbing of the hill, after the uphill struggle, you get the joy of the downhill, right? And there was a couple really great places. And it was, it was this, uh, I, and I remember, like racing down this downhill kind of slope, like, and it was a bit, it was a bit uh, technical, if you will. There's some roots and rocks and stuff. You're like running, kind of hopping, leaping over. But I remember even on the even on the second lap, when I was coming down that, like there was a bit of a breeze in my face, and it was, I felt like I was really flying down the side of this hill, and it was like this really beautiful moment even in the tiredness even in in the exhaustion that i was beginning to feel even in in the in the in the pain that was within my legs like there was this, and there was a great deal of joy i found myself actually smiling as i was running down the other side of the mountain down the other side of the hill right granted it was a struggle up the one side but the downhill side there's always a downhill side there's always a downhill after the up, uphill Struggle after the uphill strain and battle of the thing that you're doing, there's gonna eventually be a downhill where you get to experience a great deal of joy and maybe maybe therein is a lesson itself is that it's that oftentimes when it comes to life it's it's by going through the struggle it's by getting through that by pressing through that you experience joy on the other side of the struggle so as my legs are burning, I'm trusting the race director with the idea that there will be a downhill in which there will be some joy on the other side of this. When, when, um, when there's a stream that we had to cross, uh, and, and I didn't want to get, get my socks and shoes super wet because once you get, (laughs) when your socks and shoes are wet, it, it, you know, like It it could create a potential problem. You're talking about blisters and sore feet and all kinds of stuff. But I trust when I come to that little creek crossing, I trust that there's something in this for me. Maybe maybe it's a sense of just uh, the race director wanted a challenge. Maybe it's just maybe it was supposed to be fun that you get your feet a little wet, you get you get your legs a little dirty, you experience you know. You experience nature, you experience being outdoors, or maybe it's something to do with like, um, like they're in, in the heat of the race, like just being outside, because it did get warm that like, here's an offering of coolness. So maybe the thing that I saw as an obstacle was actually the race director's, uh, way of providing a sense of coolness. Here's a bit of relief in the middle of the heat Or maybe it wasn't about coolness. Maybe it was. It was it was a um, maybe it was a chance to challenge the self, right? Here's here's this little creek, and granted, you know, it it really was it wasn't that big a deal. You could, uh, you well, I could I couldn't make it all the way across in one jump. I had I jumped, I ran and <laughs> leaped as far as I could. I did like a little one foot press, like off kind of in the middle of it, and then hopped out. So but maybe like that's the, I got my big toe wet. <laughs> I got, I was like, Oh, that was pretty good. Oh, so just the one toe. I don't know how I feel about that. That's weird. My, even my wife was talking about this. She's like, I got one foot wet, but then I felt weird thinking about how, like maybe they should both be wet because then I could have a sense of balance, <laughs> but maybe the, 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 uh, the lesson of crossing the stream was that, uh, it was this challenge that i had to step up to or that everybody on the race had to step up to and then you actually learn about yourself through the challenge maybe maybe i was able to jump farther than i thought i was going to be able to and did better maybe maybe that's part of like the 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 growing up maybe that's part of the of the um like developing of the self maybe that's part of of realizing what i am capable of right so so as I go through this race and I face these challenges and I come to these various things, I trust that the race director, who is the one who is waiting with love and joy and acceptance at the end, is the same one who developed and laid out the course that has challenges, that has ups and downs, that has aid stations along the way, that has shady spots to keep me cool, that has warm spots to keep me moving. Do you see? Like... I'm trusting the love that's at the end is the love, is the same love that's put into the race that allows this, allows for me to have this space to run and to experience all these things. And when I trust that the race has been set up in love by the race director who is offering love through the whole thing, then it actually makes it makes the race um, a lot less of a burden and it actually causes me to have a deeper sense of appreciation for the thing that I'm doing so whatever it is that I face i i just revert back to or come back to this idea that oh no no this there was a design to this and there was love put into this and i get to experience everything that love laid out for me right as i go through the ups and downs I trust the love uh, that that um, I I trust the love that went into the course, and know that the love uh, that the whole thing was built with a sense of love, and 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 really, um, if you kind of take this a step further, um, it's interesting to think that uh, to think about it from the race director's perspective, the one who is uh, laying out the course, the one who is getting everything ready, the one who is waiting for you at the end. Like, think about what he is going through the days, the weeks leading up to the race, and what he is doing, maybe even the night before the race. Like, is he able to sleep at night, um, the night before the race, or is he filled with a sense of excitement and anticipation? Because he's put a lot into this. And he's provided this space for you to come and do something that's that's um, that's a big deal. He's provided a space for you to challenge yourself. He's provided a space for you to experience uh, this beautiful course. This he's provided a space for you to experience the joy of of being alive, to feel your heart beat and your lungs breathe and your blood pump and course through your veins. Like I've got to imagine that he takes a great deal of delight that you get to experience the race that he set up, right? I picture him being uh, a bit anxious and nervous and excited the night before the race because he can't wait for you to experience the thing that he's laid out for you. Oh, they're going to love this. Oh, this is going to be a tough part. But once they get to the top, there's going to be an incredible side that they get to run down and feel the wind in their face, right? I imagine... I imagine that he takes a great deal of pleasure and joy and delight in thinking about the race he's lined up for you and how you will get to experience every aspect of that course. Now, all that being said, (laughs) all that being said, um, that's why I named this like race God because of the obvious parallels between the race director and the God of the universe. (laughs) <laughs> um there, there's a couple things here. Uh in all these races, you get all this information before the race. Okay. This is what the race is like, this is how it goes down. This is when you should be there. This is how it works. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we get this, we we've received information about this race of life that we call the Bible. Yes, the Bible. And in the Bible, it says a couple of interesting things. It says things like, uh, you know, in John 1 John 4 8, it says things like, God is love. So the email about the race lets me know that the race director is loving. Maybe even that he gives hugs at the end of the race. Uh, and and then I did this um, I did this funeral uh, the other day, and one of the ladies the lady said I uh, I really want you to use this verse if you can you know use this and I said okay I can I can tie that I can tie that into the message not a problem. And I think it's so very fitting for the, this whole conversation right now. second Corinthians 4:16: "Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen. Is eternal, right? This makes me think of of the race. Uh, we're going through these momentary troubles, um, these momentary strains, the momentary hurts and pains. But there's something waiting for us. There is this race director who I cannot see on the race, like as I'm doing the race, but I know that the love that the race director is has set up the race. I know that I am surrounded by that. I can't see the race director, but I know that I am surrounded by the race director's love. And I know that the the troubles or the difficulty or the challenge or the struggle that I'm going fo- going through is actually leading me to the love that is the one who set the whole thing up. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that, outweigh, that far outweighs them all. This pain that I'm experiencing, my legs that are burning, <laughs> my feet that are throbbing, my toes that are blistering. Yeah, but the race director is waiting for you at the end. God is love. God is love. God is the race director. He is the one who has set up the whole thing. He's established this world and this life for you to experience it. And, and there will be ups and downs and there will be challenges and there will be things that you don't expect um, that maybe the race director didn't intend. For example, I saw two snakes on the course and I may have peed a little, you know, no big deal. Um, uh, I saw a, uh, I saw a turtle. There was a tortoise, a gopher tortoise that was on the trail moving faster than me. <laughs> it's okay. I caught him. I went, I went right by him. Um, I saw, actually I saw a deer. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't, <laughs> it, it was actually, uh, not a good thing because the deer I, I was just like in, in the zone, you know, like at some point you kind of kind of tune out a little bit and I was just trying to move and I was in a good place physically running mentally. I was just kind of like, okay, we're going, we're going. And then I looked up and there was a deer in, in, in the trail and I was like, well, that's not good. And the deer, we locked eyes and then it winked at me and smiled. Okay. It didn't really, but, uh, but it made me think like, Oh, I'm, I must've missed a turn because if I was on the right trail, other people would have gone through there ahead of me and the deer wouldn't be standing in the middle of of that tra- of that particular trail. I was like, Oh, great. So I had to turn around and backtrack a little bit. Uh, not as much as my wife, however, but, um, and I'm sure there's a whole lesson there about missing the markers of the trail. <laughs> that's, that's a, we'll save that one for a different podcast. But I, I saw all these, I saw all this, cool, cool stuff. Um, where was I going with this? Man, I got distracted by myself. Yeah. Back to the God, God is the ultimate race director. Maybe God is love. He's, he is, he has created this world and this life for me to live. And I trust, I trust the race. I trust the course. I trust that. Um, yeah, the ups and downs that, that he is, that, that I will, that I will face that God, uh, that God who is love is all around me as I go through this thing. And so whatever it is I'm facing, there's an opportunity in it. There's an opportunity for growth. There's an opportunity to stretch myself. There's an opportunity to, to push myself. There's an opportunity to grow and mature all the difficulties that, that I face in like regular life. They're not just, um, it's not just bad right there there is always everything we come come across everything every struggle we go through is an opportunity it's an opportunity to grow an opportunity to learn everything can be your teacher uh there was a great <laughs> there was a great line from Ted Lasso how many times is he going to quote Ted Lasso by the way probably endlessly and if they do a third season watch out i actually just for fun in case anybody cares I started rewatching the whole series and I started, uh, cause I remember I mentioned the book that I was, that, um, that I, I don't know if I already said this, uh, there was a book that he, uh, coach Beard was using that I used in sermon. So I'm going back and, and keeping an eye on and recording every book that coach Beard is reading and looking at to see like, I don't know just to see <laughs> are they giving us other little clues and hints about stuff? I don't know. just thought it'd be fun. Maybe we'll create a Ted Lasso reading coach beard reading list, coach beard reading club. Sounds like a great idea. Um, so there's a scene that, uh, probably, I think it's the last episode of season two. I'll not spoil it for you that much. Um, but there's a, there's some tension between him and, and between Lasso and another person. And it kind of comes to a head and Lasso addresses it. And he says, he goes, he goes, I know you're mad at me. Uh, what did I do wrong? Tell me what I did wrong so I can, so I can learn from it. And so he intentionally walks into the difficulty with the mentality, with the mentality of there's something here for me to learn. I missed something. I messed something up. How can I do better? And I thought, Oh, how brilliant that even um when there is conflict he's still seeing that conflict uh, as an opportunity for him to learn so that he can then move forward that he can get better whatever i thought that's so brilliant so we're on this we're on this course this life that we live this world that we get to live in and we have these challenges and all of these challenges everything we face is is an opportunity to learn and to grow and when you understand that the race director that god is love has designed the whole thing in love, it helps you to trust that the difficulty or the uncomfortable thing that you're facing or going through, um, you, you can trust the race director in that. Right? And and here's what's here's what's kind of cool. Um, at least I I thought it was kind of neat, um, is that when when you get to the end, when when you've gone through uh when when you've run the race, Okay, when when I go through thirty one miles of this course, and I've had the, the the burning legs and the wet feet and the blisters on the toes and the rash in my arm, <laughs> from you have to lube up, people. Number one rule of racing: lube up. There you go. That's, <laughs> I think that's becoming like a life rule. I don't know if I should share that. Lube up. <laughs> Oh, this guy needs to do something else. Um, where were we? Yeah. Yeah. So I do the 31 miles, all the hurt, the pain, the suffering. And then you're like, well, why do you keep doing this? It it really is a lot of fun. And it's, uh, it's part of it is the challenge. Part of it is the stretching of the self. Part of it is the just like, how far, can, how far can I go? Like, can I do this sort of thing? Anyways, um, I do the 31 miles, all the pain, all the challenges, And when you get to the end and you see the finish line and you see, you know, they at at trailers like this, they do like a blow up um, arch sort of thing and they have music playing and then you have to cross the timing chip so they know where you came in and all this stuff. There's like a great deal of joy when you see the finish line and you get this burst of energy And you start running a little bit faster and a little bit harder. You take everything that you have in your reserves and you start gassing it as hard as you can. And then you cross the finish line and it's this great sense of accomplishment and joy and excitement. Now, um, this race, because of everything that I've talked about, because of the email, because of meeting the race director because of knowing and thinking about who he was, the love that was waiting for me at the finish line, the, the love that was put into the design and the, and the setting up of the race and all of the attention to details and how well thought out the whole thing was when I got to the, um, when I got to it, got to the finish line, you know, I was running as running maybe as, as, hard as I could, as much as I had left. And, you know, my wife was filming cause she was done a little bit earlier and, uh, I was I was watching the video of, of me crossing the finish line right because we like to watch ourselves I don't know so I watched the video and what I noticed about it and what I didn't even I wasn't even conscious of in the moment itself but like watching the video back and, and granted like I said I've done several of these races um where you know where I've seen myself cross the finish line but there was something that stood out about this particular one this video was that I had a huge smile on my face and, and not that I don't normally, I guess, but it was like, there was something different. There, there was a smile. You could see it coming, um, from behind the, fin- uh, as I was approaching the finish line and I was just smiling from ear to ear. Like one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen myself have, which is funny to think about, but I crossed the finish line. And and I give the guy a hug. I give Patrick, the race director, a hug. He's waiting there with his arms wide open, and I like I'm like beaming. And and he congratulates me. and He's like, "Great job! You did it! You got under this time and whatever." And I'm still beaming. And like he puts the the medal over my neck and he puts the hat on my head, and my smile is just from ear to ear. And watching myself, you know, like I remember the joy and the excitement. But looking back at it, I, like there was something quite profound that was happening in that moment that, that maybe I didn't even realize in the moment I look back at it and it's like, wow, like there was a, there was a sincere sense of joy and happiness and satisfaction. There was a sincere, like, it was like if if I could remove myself and just watch myself as a third party, there was like, that dude was filled up. That dude who crossed the finish line and got that hug, he was he he was beaming right and i just think man th- this is like is this the picture right is this the picture of life and the end of life um that there was something almost magical about the whole thing that knowing him knowing like i said the love he put into it everything that he did And and then thinking about it from his perspective, he created this race for me to run. That when I see him and know that the hug is waiting, know that the love and the acceptance and the celebration and the joy is waiting. And when he sees me, knowing the work that he's put into the course, knowing the experience that I got to have, knowing that he developed and created this thing for me to come and run. It, like is he? He has this sense of joy. At, like, look, here comes this person. Here comes this person that I designed this thing for. And look at the smile on his face. And I'm looking at the smile on on his face. On my, what? We're both looking at each other's smiles. And there's this like explosion of joy at the finish line. His arms wide open. I run with all of my might into them, and he embraces me. And I'm beaming from ear to ear, right? Ah, oh, it's so, so wonderful. I mean, just absolutely wonderful. And so, if I think of this life that I'm living, this 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 metaphorical race that I'm running, and I think about the God who is love, who is waiting, the God who is love, who has designed this course for us, this world, this life for us to experience. And And watching us, the joy that he gets from watching us run the race and knowing the the ups and downs and knowing the goods and the bads, and knowing that one day we will be reunited with him, like it's a really beautiful picture. I don't know why I'm crying, just got emotional about it. Dang it! We need something funny. How about this? That didn't work. That was the wrong button. <laughs> You got to break the tension. Ah, uh, it just—it really is. It's—it's um, it's a bit overwhelming. It's when you begin to see all this, it becomes a, a really profound, a really deep, a really—I uh, I, mean—an incredible way to 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 view and to think about how we approach and move through this life, right? The, <laughs> The race director, <laughs> who yeah. is love, has created this thing for you to experience, and he's waiting for you, and he's enjoying watching you run the race, and he's and he's laid out the aid stations along the way. Man, how, how can you not? How, how can you not be moved by that? And maybe we would do well to like keep that in mind. Maybe we'd do well to, to remember the God who is love, that these, these things that we're facing, these momentary troubles, are achieving for us this eternal glory that is running into the, fa- to the, to the arms of the Father. Hmm. Maybe the end of all things is really an explosion of joy. Maybe the end of all things is oh, just absolute fulfillment. Yeah, so there you have it. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts for today. Race God. (laughs) I thought it was a pretty good title. Uh, This has been episode number 57 of The Sneaky Emu. The beauty of life, the wonders of God that are all around us each and every day in absolutely everything that sometimes we fail to see and occasionally overlook. I could have just seen this race as another thing oh, it's just another thing I have to do. No, I got to run the race. I got to live this life. I got to experience the beauty of the trail. I got to experience the love that was put into the course. I got to experience the love at the end of the course. Hmm. All right, guys. Mom, thanks for listening. I'm so glad you guys have been here. Uh I hope you have a great day. I'm sending you all the love in your general direction. Talk to you later. We're here to unlearn teachings <sighs> of the church and state. We're here to treat